0: Praise the Lord, everybody! Can you all hear me and see me? Okay. All right. I get nervous when they all the classes dismissed because it looks like everybody wants to leave when I'm getting ready to start to preach. Uh, like I think I saw 90 adults just walk out. I'm pretty sure Sunday school's in here, guys. Praise the Lord! Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's an honor to be with you. Um, this came out of our first service here in Pensacola, and God filled 12 people with the Holy Ghost this morning, and we're thankful for that and what He's still doing in our world. Amen. Give honor to Dad for having me today. It's a blessing to be with you, and uh thank you for the opportunity. Won't preach long, won't preach deep, but just feel an unction in my spirit to, to preach what the Lord is saying. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, I know that... uh that this is something you might be thinking I'm aiming for, but uh, but I'm going a different direction here. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And I just want to talk to you this morning from the subject, the God of suddenly the God of suddenly. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do in this church, in people's lives and situations outside the walls, and answered prayers that are about to take place. I give you the glory. I give you the honor and the praise for what you're about to do in Jesus' name. And somebody said, amen. You may be seated. Um, one thing that, I mean, of course, you've got my dad as a pastor, so you've got, you know, captain of the word and so you 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 know you understand your church that's strong in the word. Uh, one thing I've learned, and Dad can definitely go deeper than I can on this, is that you uh, will never figure God out. <laughs> You'll never uh, get him into a pattern where he does certain things the same way all the time. Uh, if you did learn that, and you would you would kind of get ahead of God in, in situations and know what's going to happen before it happens, and therefore not need any faith. For anything, but faith is blind. Uh, we talk about walking by faith and not by sight, and faith literally means I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe God's going to come through. And so, be, and so you have to have faith to please God. It's impossible to please Him without faith. And so, therefore, if you knew what He was going to do, you would never operate in faith. You'd operate in knowledge all the time. And so, a knowledge is what got Adam and Eve in trouble. They didn't have faith; they wanted knowledge, and that's why a man entered into sin and the rest is history. Uh, when you look at the life of Jesus, you find only a couple of patterns uh, that, that are even possible. He, uh, he did pray a lot in the mornings, and he went to the mountains when he wanted to get away. It's about all you can find when it comes to patterns that God had when he was operating on this earth. It was seemingly very powerful, and he would do things differently almost every time. One guy, he'd spit on him and tell him to be healed. The next guy, he would he would tell them, go wash in the pool. And this guy, you go do this. And this guy do that. He'd touch a leper, even though it was against the law and he'd heal them. He'd he'd, he'd go and uh, raise people from the dead in graveyards and then go to people's house before they could get to the graveyard when they died in their rooms. It was interesting. You just couldn't put them in a box. It seems like God is true to his word, that his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways are above our ways. And you're just never going to figure him out. If you if you're sitting there saying I'll get I'll go after it once I figure out what he's doing, you're never going to move. You're never going to respond, you're never going to change because you're trying to analyze and find ultimately the pattern of God. It's impossible. He's not going to let you do it, but he will let you in on what he's doing if you stay long enough in his presence. He will let you in on what's going on if you stay close to him. It seems like with my Life and maybe with yours that God seems to take His time when it comes to things that He's going to do. It seems like whenever God gives you a word or a dream or a promise, you enter a wilderness without even knowing it. It's like here, here's a here's a promise. Enter the desert. Here's a here's you're going to have this. Welcome to the storm. And it's amazing how he's, He uh He tells you something and then it's like he disappears from the scene. It's like uh, God knows how to be silent more than anybody I've ever met. He'll uh, he uh, He'll do something for you. He'll give you a, uh, an expectation, and it's almost like he falls off the pages of your life, and if you're not praying and you're not connected, you'll start to question him and doubt him and, and be angry at him and think you missed it and didn't hear his voice because he is a God that knows how to test us, and God always tests us with silence. He, That's the hardest part about a test with God is he don't talk when he's testing you. He's always quiet when he's testing you. He gives you something to hope for, and then you have to endure the trial and waiting for him to come through. It's amazing how in the Old Testament he put them in bondage for 430 years. In between the Old Testament and New Testament, there's four hundred years where God was absolutely silent. Can you imagine if you would have lived in that day and time? You didn't get to live in the Old Testament or the New Testament. You got to live in the time where God didn't say anything. What a wonderful life that would have been. Just absolutely uh, in a time where God decided, I'm not answering prayers. I'm not responding. I'm not talking to you. I'm not helping you. Uh, You're not going to know I'm there. That's why we're privileged uh, to come to the house of God. Things aren't as bad as they could be. You're living in a time where God is still moving. Mm. And God is still talking and God's still responding. Uh, Elijah said, three and a half years, it's not going to rain till I say so. And God didn't bring a drop of water on the ground for three and a half years, no matter how hard they prayed. Abraham, you're going to have a child 25 years from now. <laughs> you're going to try to fix it when you're 75. I'm going to give you the promise, but it's not going to happen until you're 100. Uh, and that, can you imagine that waiting game? It's just God gets quiet. It's it's, it's it's funny how the devil tells us we're out of his will or we're missing it when God's silent. It's almost like he forgets his promise. He uh, did, did you even say that? I mean, what, why am I thinking this? It's been so long. You said my family would be saved. They've gotten worse. You said this would happen. It's gotten worse. You said my body be healed. I've never been as sick as I am. You said I'd be abused of God. I feel nowhere close to being used of God. Somebody needs to hear me right now that the same God that told you that is still going to come come through and answer that prayer, but you're in the desert after you receive the promise. It's just, it's just the process of God. And so when God gives you the word, your faith goes into a war zone. And it's like you pray with no sign of answers. You pray with no signal of response. And and that's why the word of God is so powerful. Because when you want to quit, when you read his word, he doesn't let you quit. When you want to backslide, but you have a daily walk in his word, you can't backslide. When you're in the word of God on a daily basis and you feel like he's not answering your prayer, somehow he keeps you going because the word of God is the strength when the answers are not manifesting. I'm thankful for the word of God that is there on a constant basis, no matter if I'm getting my prayer answered or if I'm not. But can I say this? When it is time to answer the prayer, when it's time for God to come through, when it's time for the promise to be fulfilled, he does not move slowly. He does not move at a sheepish pace. When God decides to move, he moves on a quick pace and the answer comes out of nowhere. Bible says in Luke chapter 18, a woman came to a judge all the time asking him to avenge her of her adversary. And the judge said he he didn't even fear God at all, but he was getting wearied by her. He said, just give her what she wants, lest she wearies me. And then the Bible says after that, that the Lord said, shall not God, uh, the one that hears the cries of his people day and night, Uh, though he bear long with you, shall he not avenge you speedily? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting deal here. He said, I'm, I'm, I've been bearing long. I've been waiting. I want you to notice who he's been bearing long with the ones that are crying night and day. It's the, those are the ones that are waiting. It's not the people that are, uh, skipping church, every opportunity, uh, missing every chance to be in his presence. It's the ones that are faithful that often have to wait longer. Mm -hmm. Because the ones that are faithful got something stronger on the inside of them than the flighty and those that are only there when things are good and things are going right. And God said, I can trust those that pray night and day with long delays. I can trust people that are waiting for answers with a long time of distraction. And so the Bible said that this woman prayed and asked and nothing happened. But then finally she got what she wanted. And he said, when I have." you, I will avenge you speedily. Uh, I'll take my time getting there, but when I get there, you won't be able to keep up with me. I'll take my time answering it, but when I answer it, you better get out of the way because once the train starts rolling, you're going to get run over. When God starts moving, you might want to get on board because when revival breaks out, it's explosive. When answers start coming, they're explosive. When seasons of miracles come, it's explosive and God's going to give you something that's going to come suddenly and it's going to blindside some of you who've been waiting so long for it to happen. Hmm. Sam Emery, a great preacher in our movement, one time told me, he said, you'll ask God to do something, think he's going to do it. And it's like God drops off the pages of your life and moves at the pace of a snail and doesn't do anything that you're asking him to do. But when he shows up, he looks at you and says, I dare you to try to keep up with me because when I start to move, there's nothing you can do. I'll pour it on you in such a way that you can't even handle. I want to tell you about a God that hasn't forsaken you and forgotten you. And when he comes through, he's going to to answer you quickly. He's going to be the God of sudden miracles. When the, when the prayer is answered, when the loved one comes back, it's not going to be a 10-month process. They're going to come into the doors out of nowhere. You're going to get a phone call out of nowhere saying, I'm ready to come to church. I'm ready to pray through. I'm ready to get right with God because God is the God of suddenly. When I decide to answer, I do it quickly. Hmm. It'll take me 430 years to get to the people of Israel while they're in bondage. But when I get there, I'll deliver them in one night. Nah, uh, I said, when I get them out, it won't take me 430 years, 430 months. 430 minutes. When I decide to get you out, it'll take me one day. That's how God is. He's awesome. He can bring your family out like that, no matter how bad it is, no matter how long the trial has been. He's the God of suddenly that knows how to deliver instantaneously. Somebody clap your hands if you need a miracle. Clap your hands if you need an answered prayer, because he is a God that when he decides to do it, it's going to come out of nowhere, and it's going to be interrupting your season of darkness and bring light to you. When I go to bed at night I turn the lights off. Most people do that some don't. When I go to bed I turn the lights off. It's hours of darkness but when it's time for the light to come back on in the morning all I do Is flick a switch And I have faith that when I touch that switch Light will explode into the room That's how God is He is light And no matter how long the dark night is The Bible says weeping may endure for a night But joy comes in the morning In other words Out of nowhere light will come Answers will come Don't you dare quit on the prayer you've been praying Don't you dare quit on the thing you're asking God to do Because when you pray in faith Light will explode out of nowhere Into the darkness of your situation and when light interrupts the darkness, there's nothing that darkness can do to stop it. Mm. dream, had got him in trouble. He got sent to Pitts Potiphar's house in prison. He got lied about, he got accused, he got forsaken, and he got forgotten. But when it was time for the dream to come true, 13 years later, one word from a king entered that prison cell, and in the same day, he was made governor over Egypt. He went from someone who was being guarded to someone who was governing in one moment, because God is the God of suddenly. 13 years on a downward trend but when God brings you out some of you have got testimonies you've lived through hell in your childhood you've lived through hell in your adult life but when God brought Shutta, when God brought you out he didn't take a six month process he sent somebody to you with an answer and now look at you now because he is a God that can bring you out of the depths of despair out of the darkness of depression out of the depth of addiction we have a God that can answer instantaneously and bring power to where there's trouble and bring answers to where there's questions. He is the God of suddenly. Go go to the upper room and, and wait till I t- tarry till I come. Uh, ten days go by. You talk about a prayer meeting that's called uh exhaustive. You talk about enduring church, ten days. Some people can't handle 10 minutes of preaching. They're already looking at their phones. They're so distracted. I hope Jesus don't come back if you're looking at your phone right now. But when you when you when you're connected to God. You'll still do whatever you got to do. 10 days they waited. You talk about all the, ul, the ultimate prayer meeting, 10 days in a room with a bunch of people, probably stunk. People are probably sweaty. It's hot. There's no air conditioning, sitting there feeling foolish. Nothing's going on. Did we really hear from God? It's been 10 days of silence. He said, go to this place. We've been here and nothing's happening. But the Bible said, Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can get it suddenly today. It doesn't need to happen in the process of time. God can give it to you instantaneously. uh, when I preach on the Holy Ghost I usually have a process I have a pattern I bring everyone to the front we all repent then I pray a prayer of faith and then God fills but today this morning in service after we were done repenting before I could pray the prayer of faith God filled the first one while I was trying to pray the prayer of faith God filled the second one because he's the God of suddenly he's not waiting on us to get everything aligned he's just waiting for us to be ready for him to do it in his timing I don't have to know how he's going to Do it, I don't have to know when he's going to do it, where he's going to do it, or with who he's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. And he's going to get the last word. And he's going to get the final say. I wish some of you in the back of the church would get some faith. I can see you back there. I wish you'd get some faith on you to believe God. Some of you have been sitting in your desert so long, you don't even move anymore. You don't respond anymore. But God said, I'm going to get you out suddenly. But you need to hold on to your faith stop dropping the faith stop dropping what God's doing for you believe him and he's going to come through for you let's praise him right now in the building Somebody ought to praise him in the front, in the back, in the balcony. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to say, my word's coming. My, my dream's coming. My anointing's coming. My answer's coming. The job is coming. Breakthrough is coming. God is going to get the last word. And it's going to be sudden. Acts chapter 9, Paul, at the time he saw he's killing everybody that goes to church or putting them in prison. I don't know how long this lasted but it wasn't a few days, it wasn't a few weeks, it wasn't a few months, it was years. It had a reputation for murdering the Christians. Can you imagine how many times they prayed, God stop this maniac, stop this this guy, protect us from this fool. He's got all this power, he's killing everybody. Can you imagine the fear every dad had going to bed at night? Over his family. This guy's on a rampage looking, going from town to town, killing everybody, and he's got the government behind him, backing him up, and he's doing everything he wants. You talk about a waiting game. You talk about the waiting room. You talk about God not coming through and wondering, where is God? But the Bible said in Acts chapter 9, verse 3, that when he was on the road to Damascus, that the Bible says, suddenly, suddenly, as he journeyed, there came a light around him from heaven. In other words, when God decided to stop it, it was over instantaneously. I said when God's through with something, it's over. When God's through with someone, it's over. When God's through with a situation, it's done. When God decides to act, there's nothing in the way that can block him. When God decides to change something, there's nothing in the way that can stop him. When God decides to intervene, it doesn't matter how long it's been there. Instantly, he went from Saul to Paul, became the greatest apostle who ever lived, because there's a God of suddenly, that can transform you instantaneously. And that's why in the midnight hour, a few chapters later, when he prayed when he was waiting for hours and beaten half to death, locked up in a prison cell, he knew if you just hold on long enough and you pray while it's dark and you wait on God, something can happen out of nowhere. And at the midnight hour, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they began to pray and they began to sing. And the Bible said, suddenly God entered into that prison cell. There was an earthquake. God didn't make it happen all night. God said, I can do it right now. I know you've been in a dark season, but I can intervene right now. I know you're sick, but I can heal you right now. I know you're troubled, but I can deliver you right now. I know your marriage is rocky. I can restore you right now. I know there's trouble in your kids. I can touch them right now. I am the God that answers prayer. I am the God that moves speedily. I know you've been waiting a while. I know you've been discouraged courage. I know you've been defeated. I know the devil's lied to you day in day in. and when you lay down at night, he begins to whisper into your mind the voices of doubt, but you don't give in because when I come, not if I come through, when I come through, I'm going to show you I was there the entire time. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, I... The Lord shall be a light unto me. It's not about if he's coming through. It's about when he's coming through. It's not about if the light's going to shine again. It's when the light's going to shine again. There will be an answer. He will get the last word. He will get the final say. Somebody praise him in your pain right now. Somebody worship him in your weariness. Somebody exalt him while you're enduring the nightmare. Somebody tell God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not backsliding. I'm not quitting. I'm not walking away. I know you're not answering me, but I know you hear prayer. Oh, thou that hearest prayer. You hear me when I pray. The devil tells me you're not, but I know that you hear me. And so I'm not gonna stop praying because I know if I pray long enough, Sooner or later, I'll meet the God of suddenly, and the God of suddenly will dominate every devil, dominate every disease, dominate every depression, dominate every attack, and he will be exalted, and he will be praised because he's going to move. That's the word of the Lord for somebody right now. You need to stand up and get it in your spirit. Receive the word into your soul, God. God is going to answer my prayer <sighs> mm. you know my mind goes back to a, a prayer meeting in Millington Tennessee on a Monday night about 40 people there and the pastor was gone and and I was there with the church trying to help him and prayer meeting, they had a little deal where people led little segments of prayer meeting, and people would go up in the microphone and lead a prayer for four or five minutes about a certain subject, and they had about four or five people doing that, and uh, it was one of those prayer meetings where nobody was responding, nobody was getting with the prayer, the guy praying, you know, and the microphone was giving it all he had, and the people were out there falling asleep in the prayer, in the service, and, and uh, this old man, I shouldn't say old man, but he looked very old, he walked in the room and and I never saw him before. I preached there several times, and it was very noticeable. He walked in; he had a massive uh, growth. Just his neck just stuck out beyond his chest, beyond his face. This massive uh, tumor inside of his neck, and he walked in that room. And he uh, he loved Oshunda. He he went back and sat down in the back of that sanctuary. And so he was uh, he was sitting there. I thought nothing of it, and just uh, prayer meeting was going on, and people were leading prayer all of a sudden my head's down and, and I hear his voice. I hear this man say, may I say something? And I thought, well, you know, you're not on the schedule. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm supposed to be in charge. So I got to stop this guy from interrupting our dead prayer meeting. And so he, uh, he's, he's, can I please say something? I looked over and there was nothing there. That is, there, was no, there was no tumor there. And so I, my mind was like, you know, did I see something when he came in that wasn't true? I, what's going on? I thought I saw this big old thing hanging off his face and it's not there now. And, uh, he said, I just want to say something. And he, he said, uh, how 53 years ago, I was a UPC preacher. And he said, I got bitter and I got mad. And I left this movement and I left this doctrine. I denounced this truth. And I became a, I became a Lutheran preacher. I'm not throwing stones at their Domination. I'm just telling you the story. He's He said, but I was diagnosed with stage four cancer in my neck, and he said I knew I couldn't heal it. And he said nothing was changing. And I heard about this church having a prayer meeting, and he said the Lord told me if you wanted healing, you got to go back to where I do things. And he said I I didn't two weeks ago. I tried to come in here, and he said the chemo that I had made me so sick I couldn't come. He said last Monday night I tried to get here. My son had a heart attack. He said, my son is in the hospital and God's touching him. But he, he said, I made it here tonight. He said, nobody was touching me. Nobody was praying for me. I staggered my way to the back row and I said, okay, God, I'm back in the place you told me to go to. He said, all of a sudden, something touched my neck and instantaneously the tumor was gone because there's a God that it can move suddenly. It doesn't matter what the devil said. It doesn't matter how long it's been it wasn't just the healing it was the mercy of god bringing him back to the truth saying it's not where you are but you know where it is and i've been waiting on you for 53 years but i'll get your attention somehow but when i get your attention you've got my attention that's how you know you've got god's attention when he has your attention and he said i began to pray and it went away and all I know is I just want to be in this church. Can I tell you right now, you're in the right place? Don't you leave, don't you walk away because God is going to answer you suddenly. Why don't you stand to your feet if you're not? Why don't you stand to your feet all over the room if you can hear me? And why don't you lift up your hands in your desert? Why don't you lift up your hands in your wilderness? Why don't you lift up your hands in your valley? Why don't you lift up your hands in your storm, in your trial, in your pain, and say, God, it's been a long time, but I'm not walking away because I know you're the God of suddenly... You're the God that answers. When I'm in the nightmare, you bring back the dream. When I'm in the darkness, you bring back the light. When I'm in the sickness, you bring back the healing. When I'm in the discouragement, you bring a word to encourage me. You know where I am. He knows knows where you are. He knows the place. He knows the, the path your feet are on. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his ways. He knows where you are right now. Would you be honest? Is there anybody in the room that's been waiting for an answered prayer? Would you raise your hand if you've been waiting for God to answer a prayer for a while? Because I want you to know he's going to be the God of suddenly. He's going to be the God that comes through out of nowhere. The phone call out of nowhere. Going to blindside you with a blessing. Going to blindside you with a miracle. Going to blindside you with the answer. And if you need that answer, why don't you step out in faith toward the altar. And why don't you get up in that altar and say, God, no matter what it costs me, no matter how long it takes, I'm going up there. And I'm believing in a God. He waits a long time, but when he moves, you can't keep up with him. I dare you to keep up with him. I dare you to think you can manage his power and his speed. There's a reason why it's called God speed. There's a reason why it's called God speed. Because when he answers prayer, it goes out and asks Lucifer, he can kick devil out at 186,000 miles a second he can kick a demon out of your house so fast that it was like the demon was never there he can heal you so fast it was like the tumor was never there he can touch your mind so fast it was like you were never tormented he's the god that will answer suddenly Why don't you lift up your voice like they did on the day of Pentecost? Why don't you lift up your voice and and believe in a God with sudden power, with sudden authority, with sudden dominion, with sudden ability to answer prayer. No music, just praying. Who needs an answer? Who needs a miracle? I pray for every sickness in that room in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray against every demon attacking small homes in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray against every lying spirit saying God's forgotten you in the name of Jesus. Your greatest moments are ahead of you, not behind you. Your greatest messages are ahead of you, not behind you. Your greatest church services are ahead of you, not behind you. Your greatest encounters with God are ahead of you, not behind you. It's in your court right now. It's in your hands right now. Why don't you pray with the same desperation? Come on, pray like you did when you were before you got in the desert. Pray like you did before you were in the storm, when you had all the expectation, when you had all the faith. Maybe it was years ago. Maybe you were younger and you had all kind of faith. Maybe it's been such a long trial. You don't remember how you prayed. Maybe it's been such a severe attack. You don't remember the way you used to believe. I'll tell you in the Holy Ghost, if you'll try to stir up that gift, there's a God of suddenly that can heal your body right now, that can touch your home, that can heal your mind. Oh. Somebody pray in the spirit. Somebody travail over a need that God hasn't even whispered an answer about. Somebody pray about something you think God has said no to. Somebody pray about something you think God has said, I'm done talking about it. Somebody pray about something you think God has said, I know. Because he's not done. He's just trying to to see if you know his process. His ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. He takes his time. But when he moves, he moves suddenly speedily, quickly, the word of the Lord is sharp and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it's quick, it's quick, it moves quickly, He sent his word and healed them. One word can heal you instantly. One word can heal you instantly. One verse can deliver your mind. One encounter can change the way you pray. Change how you perceive everything. You're not living the worst life. You're living the best life. Come on, God's been good to you. Come on, God loves you. Come on, don't walk away from him. He's got answers you can't even fathom. Just endure the desert, Moses. The bush just set on fire. Just endure the desert, Moses. The bush is going to be on fire. Just keep walking around the wall, Joshua. You're going to shout one time and it's going to crumble instantaneously. Just keep praying the prayer. Daniel, the lion's going to shut its mouth. Just keep standing Shadrach instantly. There's going to be an angel in your fire. Something's going to happen. Just keep standing. Elijah, you're going to say one word, one prayer meeting and fire and rain are going to fall in the same day. Cause that's the God you serve. He's the God of suddenly Lazarus is going to come forth instantly. He's the God of suddenly the fever is going to disappear. Suddenly, The bones are going to be realigned suddenly. The arthritis is going to be gone suddenly. The diabetes is going to disappear suddenly. He's the God that knows anxiety can be gone instantaneously. He's the God of suddenly. I put it in your hands, Dad. Go ahead, Dad. I put it in your hands. Lord bless you. Lord bless you in Jesus' name.